Now, the making of a good compilation tape is a very subtle art. Are you ready? Yes. No, babe, are you ready? Do you know what a cassette is? Play it. Don't you want to hear what's next? I don't hear any music. I made that tape special for today. So, music? A show where we basically create a mixtape for you, like we did in the 90s. I just, I thought this tape was going to be a conversation stimulator. Cassette, cassette, cassette. Welcome to the mixtape. Every week we are serving up an hour-long mixtape. 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 90.3 KRNU, welcome to the mixtape. We are doing another week of covers as part of this mega mix. Uh, every every week this summer, we're doing a covers mixtape. And so far, we've done metal, we've done country, and we've done jam bands. And we did two weeks of metal because, you know, I'm me and that's what it is. But today, we get Sadie G from Meathead Test Kitchen podcast. And she is here to talk with me about the ska punk covers mixtape. So there's a little ska, low punk, but it's all mostly kind of that third wave 90s ska punk stuff yes Katie, hi hi how are you loving this mixtape is what i'm doing because it's perfect for summer it is uh, so this is like the mixtape from 2004 the the memorial day barbecue mixtape when you're hanging out with your emo friends because your parents made you be at the stupid barbecue you didn't want to go to so this is what we would listen to while they were listening to whatever they were doing drinking beer <laughs> why do you think these types of bands punk bands ska bands it does seem like they do a lot of covers what is that um i think that they do it because they know how to change it into something different like a lot of times you'll hear a cover and it's just a cover you're like okay that person's just singing another version of this person's song i feel like when a punk band or a ska band does a cover they try to make it their own which is hard to do when you're talking about something that's really fast paced, like music wise, like punk or ska um, and the upstrokes, the upstrokes on the guitar just automatically make a cover song that much better. So they take full advantage of that anytime they can. It's just, they grew up listening to a lot of, you know, eighties, new wave, first wave, late seventies, like punk. And that's just kind of like, Hey, this is what we loved. So we're going to rework it our way and share it with now you who likes our music. You know, it's kind of the gift that keeps on giving. We are starting this mixtape with Alkaline Trio, which I know is your favorite. I mean, we have to, if it's we have to. touching, right? It's, and, it's- and I love eighties pop so much and they cover Berlin's Metro. Every now and then I like a cover song that's super true to the original if it's redone by a band I like. But a lot of times I like cover songs for being completely different thematically or stylistically than the original is. Um, And I feel like they kind of did that with Metro. You still get the instrumental. You don't miss any of the instrumental stuff, but it's a little bit faster and it's got more guitars. So Berlin is great. And most people know them from Take My Breath Away. But this this track came out earlier than that. It came out in 1981. And it's obviously about the Metro in Berlin. I think it's called the U-Bahn. But I know I remember System of a Down also did an interesting cover of this song, too. So I think we can all agree Terry Nunn from Berlin is amazing. And (laughs) this cover is really, really fun. It's a great jam. So let's do that one first. This is Alkaline Trio covering Berlin's Metro on the mixtape on 90.3. 3K Paris. 
93.3 KRNU. Welcome back to the mixtape. Another week of covers in this covers mega mix this summer. And I am joined by CDG, who is going to shepherd us through this amazing ska punk covers mixtape. Started out with Trio, but that was real big fish. And I feel like there's no denying it, right? No, no. And I'm two for two now on the Cure covers being on the mixtape. Thank you very much. <laughs> I just like to throw that in there. Yeah, Real Big Fish cover and Boys Don't Cry. Um, another one that is, you know, core 80s song. If you love anything 80s, you know the Cure. And uh, they rework it and they make it ska. And it's a lot of fun. Real Big Fish is fun like exponentially i mean everything they do is super fun people would know them from sell out they're a big part of third wave ska they're from california and they sound it yeah they're great you've got sell out you've got trendy you've got beer i mean if you've seen the movie basketball they're the band in basketball and the cure boys don't cry that was originally released in 79 and then they reworked it in the 80s and it was released again and then of course there was the hillary swank movie that was named after the song boys don't cry Lyrically, that song is all about toxic masculinity and this idea that you can be sad and heartbroken, but you have to just like stuff it down. And I love the weird layers of putting that in a ska package, (laughs) trombones all day with that. It's like an ogre. It's like an onion. It's got layers, you know, it's it's weird in all the best ways. That's kind of why I like it, because it is a song that has very heavy themes of like, you know, like you said, toxic masculinity, which is obviously I feel like something we deal with in a daily life of a woman. Like if you're not a woman, you don't understand and that's fine. But if you are, you get it. Um, And it's it's still relevant. Like it's so wild to me to see songs that were put out in the 70s or the 80s or even like 10, 15 years ago, stuff I was listening to when I was in high school. You just sit back and you're like, wow, what's old really is new again. This is what it's like to be old, apparently. I think so. (laughs) And sometimes aren't you just sad because you're like, we should have fixed this by now. Yeah. If Robert Smith knew this was a problem in 1979, like how did we not all go, oh yeah, no, totally. And we're going to make some changes. Right. I feel that way when I listen to Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation. I'm like, come on, man. It's the same. Yeah. It's there. Why aren't you looking? (laughs) She said it. Weren't you listening to her? Uh Uh-huh. But anyway, Real Big Fish is like, no, you weren't listening. Here, let's put it in a horny package. A horny package. Yikes. Yeah, there's trombones and trumpets. It's real saxophone. It's real horny up in there. Real horny. (laughs) So it's time to talk about Less Than Jake. They've been around since the 90s, but they are from Florida. GNVFLA. Yeah, Gainesville. (laughs) Trying to remember, is Tom Petty from Gainesville? I think so. He feels panhandling. Gainesville. So, So Gainesville gave us two awesome things in Tom Petty and Less Than Jake. And they covered Cheap Trick Surrender. So why did you choose this song? So this is the exception to the rule where I say I most times like it when a band takes a song and totally reinvents it. But Cheap Trick Surrender is just Cheap Trick Surrender. And it's just great to have Roger and the crew on that and just rocking it. Less Than Jake is great. They're very clean. Uh, You get a lot of ska and punk bands that their production value isn't super great. So you can only kind of session it for a short while before you get burned out on it. For me, I love the Misfits, but I run into that problem with them. Sometimes their early recordings are rough. But Less Than Jake has always just been super clean. Well, Cheap Trick are Rock and Roll Hall of Famers. They were inducted in 2016. They are from Illinois, not Gainesville, Florida, unfortunately. So (laughs) mark against Cheap Trick. This song originally was from Heaven Tonight, which is their 1978 release. I don't know when they put out this cover. Do you remember? So this is off of Anthem, which came out in 2003. 
Well, I'm glad that they uh, chose to cover this. Not I want you to want me. Oh, my God. How many copies of Live at Budokan exist in the used record section at any record store in America? Let's be honest. It's it's ridiculous. And Surrender, I think, is a much better choice. It's just a really good song. Yeah. Let's do that one now. This is Less Than Jake doing Cheap Tricks Surrender on the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU. Every time I got to think 
90.3 KRNU back on the mixtape for another covers week. And this week is ska punk covers with CDG from the Meathead Test Kitchen podcast. How's the pod going, by the way? It's good. Uh, it's wild. We're coming up on almost a year of episodes, which is insane considering like how fast everything has come together since we talked last. Like we're doing YouTube stuff now. Um, we're at, we have a TikTok. TikTok is weird. <laughs> um, I like it, but it's weird. And I still don't know how to use it, but I, it's it's whatever. It's its own animal and it's fun. Um, we're just, we're all over the place. At me head test kitchen on all social media, except for Twitter, we're at MTK staff because they have a character limit. But yeah, we're good. We've been doing video episodes of the podcast, which recording television style is weird when you've been a radio kid your entire life. But versatility is the name of the game these days. So it's going well. We just heard from My Chemical Romance and The Used, and they cover Queen and David Bowie's Under Pressure. I don't know if that could be any more perfect, honestly. I mean, if anybody's going to cover it, it's just that magical, synergistic friendship of artists that makes that song beautiful because you got it with Bowie and Queen and then you get it with Mike and the used who back when that was recorded in the early 2000s were both like in the thick of their heyday and were like just super tight friends it was really cool I remember that's what I was going to ask you how they came together because I know the used is from like Utah Uh and My Chemical Romance is from the east coast so how did those bands even did they get put on tour together were they label mates um, you know, I don't really know. Probably Warp Tour. They probably met on Warp Tour and started hanging out because I think that's how a lot of those bands started being friends back in the day before we had like MySpace and all that fun stuff. When you listen to covers, it's easy to be like, oh, that's fine. You cover Berlin or sure, you cover a fun song like Cheap Trick Surrender, but Under Pressure seems to be in a different category. Do you think that there are untouchable songs or do you think everything is coverable? Um, I mean, some things are sacred, but if it's done the right way... I'll allow it. That probably is one of like the highest level, like that song is great. And for the fact that that song is still like relevant to people, like I see it posted on Spotify and Twitter on occasion. It's just cool because they released that forever ago for a tsunami relief effort album. 
So I feel like the reason behind doing it was really cool because they did come together for that purpose to do that. So it's kind of like a hands across America thing, but not really. Eyeliner as far as the eye could see <laughs> and swoopy bangs and nobody's touching each other. It's just the bangs that connect. The hair is just, it's one fluid emo swoop mm-hmm. all the way across America. It's swoop it's- across America. The next song is Goldfinger. Ooh. No, I saw Goldfinger at Cunningham's Journal when I was in high school. I think it was the first kind of club gig concert I ever went to, something with my friends. And we had just the best time. Because that's the thing about all these bands, these punk and ska bands. They're just fun. I have seen Goldfinger... Two or three times. Uh, the first time I got to meet the band. So I, that was really cool. The second time I saw them, I actually got crowd surfed up to the stage and I danced on stage with Charlie during Mabel. So that was fun. Um, but yeah, Goldfinger's a blast. Now that I think of it, I think I've seen every single one of these bands that we're doing today and they are all a riot. Current lineup isn't what it used to be. So Darren's not in the band anymore. I think Charlie's back, but Feldman's been playing with Mike from MXPX and Cyrus from Newfound Glory has been their fill-in drummer every now and then. Uh, so that's really fun to watch him play with them because he's amazingly talented. Well, that Um, makes sense because all these bands, I mean, we're talking about, and I I don't like to say it, but we're talking about almost 30 years ago. mm -hmm. Like when bands like that, when Goldfinger got together in the early 90s, they were probably 93, 94, something like that. So that's a long time to to be in a band. And so there's going to be lineup changes. The cover that you chose is, God, this song. (laughs) (laughs) You know, on paper, this shouldn't work, but I love Goldfinger and I love what they did with it. It's a song called Is She Really Going Out With Him by Joe Jackson. It is the opposite of the Pina Colada song. Like the Pina Colada song is like, oh, it's you. You wrote the article and the, the personal ad in the newspaper. Oh, it's you. Okay, let's go. I didn't know you liked it. We're going to stay together after that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then you got like, Joe Jackson. And, and just so like bitter and jealous. Like, is she really going out with him? Yeah, right. I mean, Joe Jackson isn't a terrible looking dude. Who heard? you joe jackson we need to know what happened what went wrong so let's hear goldfinger uh take this classic on this is goldfinger covering joe jackson's is she really going out with him it's the mixtape on 90.3 krnu Is she really going out? 
deceive me There's something going wrong around here Around here But if looks could kill There's a I see. 
90.3 KRNU Blink 182 covering Billy Idol's Dancing With Myself on this covers mixtape. This is punk, ska, ska punk mixtape, mostly third wave ska. And I'm talking to Sadie and it's been great so far. I love that Blink cover. Dude, it's so great. Oh, ow, ow, ow. <laughs> ow, 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 ow. And there's so many things I love about it. First of all, Blink-182 is amazing, and we probably don't need to spend a ton of time convincing people that they're great. Like, they're, they've are they been around forever. Everybody loves them. Universally beloved Blink-182. These are facts. That's my favorite YouTube video to comment on people who just, like, won't leave me alone about something. And I'm like, let's <laughs> drop it, man. So my cousin or something will comment some ridiculous garbage QAnon thing on Facebook and I'm like, we're not going to do this here. And then they just keep doing it. And so then I always link to dancing with myself. What are you doing right now? Please go away. You're dancing with yourself currently. Back away from the keyboard. We're not doing this. She is not engaging. Oh, that song is super. That's old blink, by the way. I don't even remember when that, I don't know if there's an actual release date for that song or not. It's old blink and it's old Billy Idol. So Billy Idol was the lead singer for Generation X and they released this as a single for Generation X. And then the next year, Billy Idol went solo and he's like, ah, I'm going to release it again. Yeah. Yeah, you know why? It's a banger and I want it to be on my solo record. It is a banger. Um, I think actually uh, when Phil went and saw Billy Idol, which is his nickname, Philly Idol, uh, when Philly Idol went to Billy Idol, uh, you know, drawing the strings here, um, (laughs) he he said he opened with that. And he's like, I was kind of surprised he played Gen X music. And I'm like, but dude, that's like Danzig singing the Misfits. If you wrote it, you wrote it. I'm pretty (laughs) sure I downloaded that for the first time back in the days of Napster. All right. Well, that's how old it is. <laughs> Lars Ulrich does not approve of this comment. Uh, I don't pirate anymore, but I may or may not have pirated when I was a teenager. You sailed the seas, did you? R. All of them. Sure. R. LimeWire, Napster, iMesh. I sailed all the seas. So many viruses on my poor computer in high school. You're like, what happened to this? Mm. Um, I wonder. Why is your computer fried again? Ah. <laughs> what do I look like? A scientist? I'm not going to speculate. <laughs> so we've got one super group on this list, as far as I know. And uh, that is Me First in the Gimme Gimmies. So Me First in the Gimme Gimmies is the first time I ever, ever heard them. I bought uh, Ruin Johnny's Bar Mitzvah on a whim at Walmart because they sold it because it didn't have swear words because that's how Walmart used to run back in the day. So that was in like 2002. 2004 and I was like this is the best gimmick ever and then I learned that it was at an actual bar mitzvah they were actually hired to play Johnny's bar mitzvah which poor Johnny but also oh my god how amazing to have fat Mike playing your bar mitzvah dude it's pretty great (laughs) it's pretty great so they formed in San Francisco in 1995 and um so what do we've got we've got Spike from Swing and Utters Uh uh-huh and we got fat Mike and Joey and uh, somebody else from Ladwagon. Two yes. people from Ladwagon. It, it's kind of a rotating cast of characters every now and then. Um, Chris Shiflett, who used to be in uh, No Use for a Name, who is now in the Foo Fighters, was there for a while. Uh, it's Joey and Dave. So Joey's the singer uh-huh. of Ladwagon, and Dave is the drummer. And then you've got Spike, who is in Swing and Utters and some other bands. And then, yeah, you have Fat Mike. I mean, Fat Mike. Everybody loves Fat Mike, right? I mean, let, let's be honest. Joey and Fat Mike are me first in the Gimme Gimme's. Um, so it's kind of one of those things where they did albums after that and they sort of had filler people come in, um, kind of like a Reggie in the Full Effect thing where you have like your main singer, but then your band is a rotating cast of characters. 
but they only do covers, right? Yeah, they only do covers. And when they first did their, their first release in 95 was a seven inch and it was two John Denver songs. Okay. I wish Which I was at Country Roads, Take Me Home. I wish I was making this up. Country Roads. And I think they do. Thank God I'm a country boy. Oh God, that makes total sense. Me first in the Gimme Gimme is honestly, if you're going to play him, anything would be a cover, but the cover you chose was Goodbye Earl. Yes. Chicks. I love this cover. (laughs) It's a karaoke classic. I love Goodbye Earl because Goodbye Earl is about good sisterhood. (laughs) Like, hey, your man's garbage. Let's take him out. We've been (laughs) saying at our house, if you hard, you hard. And Earl was not. Earl was not. He had to go. Get out. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Everybody hated Earl. Yeah, your Earl sucked. TLDR, Earl sucked by. Boo. <laughs> All right, here's me first in the Gimme Gimme's It's Goodbye Earl by the Chicks on 90.3 KRNU. Marion and Wanda were the best of friends all through the high school days. Both members of the 4-H club, both active in the FFA. After graduation, Marion was looking for a bright new world. Wanda looked all around this town and all she found was a to die. 
90.3 KRNU. Welcome back to the mixtape. We're doing it. It is another week of covers in this summer covers mega mix every week. We have a new 10 songs. They're all covers organized by genres because frankly, I love covers. They're just fun. And Sadie G is walking us through a covers mixtape of punk and ska, primarily from the 90s. There's a lot of diversity in here. And frankly, there's just like a lot of fun and horns. Oh, so many horns. Not All on horns. AFI though. No, no, they were, they were hardcore punk when they started. I don't think they've ever really, they've never really been a horny kind of band. Not a lot of horns there. Not a lot of horns, they're um, hornless. But it's fun to hear them cover GNR. Yeah, so my Michelle from Appetite for Destruction. Great the thing album, about by the way. Oh. Yeah, it's just such a classic album. And I love, it came out in 87 and everybody knows Appetite for Destruction. It's one of those 50 albums you should own kind of thing. AFI covering them, especially covering My Michelle is just chef's kiss. Totally Baby here for has it. the perfect vocal range to do the whiny Axel falsetto and I'm here for it. I'm here for it. You could not be more right. So let's talk about this newer band because this is, I think, the only one I didn't know on the list, the only band I was unfamiliar with on the list, but I'm very familiar with the song they covered because obviously this band is Halifax. Tell me about them. Yes. So they are a four piece from Thousand Oaks, California. They came out in 2003. Um, they were a big Warp Tour circuit band. That's how I found them. They used to do the double disc every year for Warp Tour. They are perfect, whiny emo. Like, they're angry, they're sad, it's it's loud, it's melodic. You can be a whiny emo band, but there's something to be said about being a good whiny emo band, and they are. When I saw that the cover was straight up. I mean, who doesn't love Paula Abdul? As a child of the 80s, um, Paula Abdul, Forever Your Girl, was my first CD. I got it, and I got the remix CD, Paula Abdul, Shut Up and Dance, which is all the same songs, it's just all dance tracks. Okay. Cause I don't know if you got the memo, but Paula Abdul's a really good dancer. She she can cut a rug. That her and that cat, they're pretty good together. MC Scat Cat, yeah. I mean, he's a he's a bit of a card. He's an upstager, but I mean, we'll allow it. I like their oh, chemistry. I, I need an MC Scat Cat tattoo. I'm gonna have to add him to the collection. <laughs> <laughs> but the song straight up again, is from Forever Your Girl and also Shut Up and Dance. It's amazing. It's so great. It's perfect Paula Abdul. She's not a classically great singer. There were so many other like power pop singers out at that time, Janet Jackson and Whitney Houston and all those people who are vocally more talented. But she was doing something that was really different than what they were doing. She knew she wasn't a soul singer and she wasn't trying to be. She can still dance. Like I feel like Paula Abdul really set the groundwork for a lot of like the things we see from Lady Gaga and Taylor Swift and like just that really energetic dancing while you're also just belting. That's hard. And giving us a real appreciation for tap dancing once again. Thanks for that. Thanks for bringing the tap back because as an eight-year-old in 1988 who took tap classes, I was like, I'm seen. Like I felt very <laughs> she me. I have arrived. <laughs> I like to call Dan my MC Scat Cat. Oh, there you go. I don't. He would be horrified at that. What up, MC Scat Cat? He's, He's like, like, I don't know that rap, but I'm not doing this. What? I'm over here going like, I know both parts. I'll do both parts. I can be both of them. It's not a problem for me. It really isn't. So this is Halifax. It's straight up originally by Paula Abdul on the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU.
true intentions And if you're just playing games Then I'll have to say Do, do you love me? Do, do you love me? Do, do you love me?
last song on our ska punk mixtape with CDG of the Meathead Test Kitchen podcast. And that one was, I mean, classic MXPX. With classic poison. With classic poison. (laughs) I feel Uh, like Brett Michaels would smile. I mean, he'd probably be wearing that stupid ass cowboy hat when he did it, but... I mean, he is bald now. That's why he's just, he's in bald denial. Brett, it's okay, buddy. Just shave your head. It's okay. We all age. Hair falls out, man. Looking at all of the processing that they did to their hair and the, like, we're not surprised. Oh, all the backcombing and bleach that they, well, lightener. I don't know. They might've been putting bleach on your hair in the eighties then. They were just like dumping Clorox on CeCe's head. They were putting peroxide on his head. Probably. I guarantee they were. CC needs a deep condition stat. Yeah. Somebody get that man a mask, like a <laughs> hair mask today. Hydration station. CC needs Olaplex. Go. <laughs> Fallen Angel. That song was from, gosh, was it look what the cat dragged in or open up and say, ah, open up and say, ah, is my final answer. You Survey correct. says you are correct. Yes. I shouldn't doubt you. Cause you're the one person that knows more things about this stuff than I am. <laughs> about poison. <laughs> Thank you, but me. no, thank you. And just in general, I mean, I my my sister is a big. She was a member of the Poison fan club, so I've seen them live before and probably know more about them than I ever should know. Damn, that's amazing. My I asked for um, the Bangles cassette tape, and what I got from my grandma was Poison because she thought it was the Bangles. The cover of Look What the Cat Dragged In is four quadrants, each Uh with a member of Poison in it, and she thought it was the Bangles. Like, it says Poison on it, and she's like, nah, it's the Bangles, though. Gam, gam, those are boys. (laughs) (laughs) But Poison. And she's looking at Ricky Rocket going, nah, that's Susanna Hoffs. There's a lot of Aquanet. A lot of extracurriculars. Now they're wearing wigs and hair plugs. I don't know. That's not, I don't even know if that's true. I don't even know if that's true. (laughs) Have you always loved MXPX? Uh, Yeah, they were actually, I was thinking about this today. I was out listening to music while I was doing garden stuff earlier. And uh, they were one of my first shows. When I was a kid, I went to see the Honda Civic Tour in Lincoln in 2002 at... uh, Pershing. Yes, rest in peace, Pershing. With Newfound Glory and Good Charlotte. And Stretch Armstrong. You were there. I was there as hell. Same room. Uh, That was a cool day. I got to skip the last day of school, freshman year of high school, to go to that concert. That's awesome. I was working that show for Kiss and the Blaze. So I was there with the Honda Civics out front. I remember it was a big deal because when we pulled the station vehicle, because we had to get the station vehicles parked. But of course, there were a bunch of Honda Civics parked there too, because it was the Honda Civic Tour. So we had all of these cars and trying to figure out like how to put the station vehicles around the requisite Honda Civics was a real, I was like, oh, damn, I didn't know the logistics were going to be so rough parking the vehicle. Nobody put in the prep sheet that there's going to be a gaggle of Civics when I got here. What's going on? Right. What is the terminology for a bunch of Honda Civics? Like, is it a murder of Civics? Yeah. Is it a- I just love that a car had an entire summer tour back in the early 2000s. You gotta and, love and it. In the- uh, I didn't love that they were in my parking spots. So. No, I don't either. I always used to get mad when someone would block me. If I'm like, I'm the promotion van. You're paying me to be here. Move. It was like a white Chevy Astro van or something. The dumbest thing. And they're like, got all these shiny, cool black Honda Civics there with all these emo swoopy kids. And I'm like, here comes mom in the white Astro van. (laughs) Just trying to like back it in there. It was cool. You were, you were driving the cool mom van because it had stickers on the side from the radio station. (laughs) 
All right, my gal. Thanks, lady. Next week, we'll have another covers mixtape for you to add to our summer covers mega mix. Thanks, CDG from Meathead Test Kitchen for joining me and all of these amazing songs. You can find it on our Spotify, The Mixtape KRNU, and check our Twitter at The Mixtape KRNU. This is Radio K.